This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to the latest Flying Squirrels pregame conversation. For today's chat, I sat down with Flying Squirrels pitcher Spencer Bivens while we were up in Erie, Pennsylvania last week, and we talked about his unique journey to get to Richmond this year, and it's a journey that started right here in Virginia. He was born in Virginia Beach and then grew up in State College, Pennsylvania, and then his baseball path took him through high school to a junior college in North Carolina, uh, back to Penn State briefly as a student, then down to a Division II school in Oklahoma, and he eventually ended up playing in a professional league in France, was supposed to play in the Czech Republic in 2020 before the pandemic hit, and that year he ended up playing in an amateur league back home in Central in Center County, Pennsylvania, uh, before joining a four-team pod league hosted by the independent Washington Wild Things in the 2020 summer, uh, one of those leagues that was created to give an opportunity for some guys to play baseball during the pandemic shutdown. Uh, he ended up back with the Washington Wild Things in independent baseball to start 2021, but got released, and then a friend helped him get in touch with the independent West Virginia power of the Atlantic League. And then not long after signing with them, he was traded to the Gastonia Honey Hunters in North Carolina. Uh, Last year, he ended up returning to the Honey Hunters to start the year before getting the call to sign with the San Francisco Giants. And at 27 years old, he was finally getting his first chance to pitch in affiliated professional baseball and even got a few looks at AAA last year with the Giants affiliate Uh, out in Sacramento. This year, he began the season with High A Eugene, and after pitching a few games there, he got promoted here to Richmond on May 2nd. That's kind of the line-by-line look at how Spencer Bivens' baseball journey has gone to this point. In our conversation, he fills in some of the details of his time navigating through that path. So here's my conversation with Flying Squirrels pitcher Spencer Bivens. Today we are sitting down with Flying Squirrels pitcher Spencer Bivens, who, with his debut a couple of weeks ago, became just the fourth player born in Virginia to play for the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Uh, It's a pretty short list of guys who were born in the Commonwealth who have gotten a chance to play for the team. Spencer, so you were born in Virginia, uh, but you grew up up here in Pennsylvania. How long did you live in Virginia? I'd say roughly seven, eight years. Um, You know, parents split up, and I lived with my mom in Pennsylvania in State College in the center of the state so you've got the virginia tattoo on your uh on your right wrist uh see a little a little uh nod back to the commonwealth there yeah i got a little i got the virginia state and then i got a little star like in virginia beach where i was born where my family lives still uh got the same thing with pennsylvania on the other one yeah yeah so you're two i, I know like i grew up in virginia and north carolina and a few places i know what it's like to have multiple hometowns that you're claiming uh it's uh it's it's part of growing up bouncing around a few different places. So uh, growing up in State College there in the shadows of Beaver Stadium, I'm assuming you grew up a pretty big Penn State fan, right? Yeah. Um, I grew up just wanting to play at Penn State, any kind of sport I could have. You know, As I got older, I focused on baseball. But I remember going to my first Penn State football game and you know, just dying to play for them. But uh, you know, it's just the road it takes us on. Yeah, yeah, I've been. I got to catch a few games at Penn State. It's a, it's a pretty. I don't let the Penn State fans that I know know this, but I've been to a lot of college football stadiums, and they probably have one of the top two or three atmospheres I've seen. So, if any Penn State fans are listening to this, I didn't say that. That doesn't count. But uh, it's a, it's such a great sports area. Uh, not just with, 
with football, but Central Pennsylvania is a very highly competitive sports area. Um, then obviously the high school sports there have an incredible following. Yeah, uh, we we do we do pretty well with our sports. Um, my high school, I think we're now a six A high school. Um, we compete pretty highly in pretty much every sport. So. Well, after your time at uh, at State College High, you ended up venturing down to North Carolina Junior College, Lewisburg. Um, how did that opportunity come about uh, with your your post your first stop post high school playing career? Um, so I played like travel ball, um, high school travel ball with a team called the Flood City Elite in Johnstown. I didn't get really you know highly recruited. Um, I got looked at a little bit as a pitcher, but at the time I was also playing outfield, but. Come the end of my, you know, junior summer, um, I didn't get much, you know, scholarship interest. And then there was a scout from um, Lewisburg there, and kind of just got to throw a private bullpen. And uh, he, you know, he promised me a spot and got a little bit of scholarship money. Um, just, you know, it was a chance to play at the in college, so took it. Obviously, we see now you run it up there in the mid '90s, and we can talk about how that came to be uh, in a minute or two. But back then, when you were coming out of high school, were you were you a hard thrower? Were you still just pretty raw and and just a ways off from your potential? Is it, did that lead to you getting maybe a little overlooked? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I was like six four, maybe six three, um, a buck seventy. <laughs> um, didn't really know how to use my legs, uh, so it was kind of just all arm. Uh, it was low 80s you know maybe touch a little mid 80s from time to time um so i understand why colleges weren't you know interested but um yeah so just it's been a it's been a grind in that department (laughs) so after your junior college time comes to a close uh back to penn state and then out looking for baseball opportunities you ended up at rogers state in oklahoma uh that's was that an nai school or d2 were they d2 by the time you were there yeah, so my first year there, I think it was like their second or third year as a D2 program. Um, my first year there was the first year they were postseason eligible as a D2. Um, we missed it, but we were really close. I think we were we had over 30 wins. But, um, yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, small D2 school coming from Penn State. Uh, it was, you know, back to like how kind of Lewisburg was. So... It, it felt good to have a, you know, smaller, more concentrated, you know, circle kind of. Did you get any looks while you were there? Great senior season, all conference and all that. Did that open up any doors kind of in the short term? I know it took you a little while before you, you got to some of the opportunities that you got, but did you, did you have any conversations with anybody who might've been giving you a look at pro ball during your time at Rogers? Uh, my pitching coach would, would tell me, um, you know, this scout is here today and um you know there's a few teams asking about you um but I didn't really get any super serious interest you know I thought there was a chance I could go really late in the last day um but I you know it just never never happened um I remember a couple games you know I threw really well and there were guys there but I was only like 88 to 90 as a right-hander and really not striking out a whole lot of people so I understand it, but, you know, here we are now. And here's where the path starts to take some turns, a little different from the traditional path. Uh, How did you find out about uh, some opportunities to go play in Europe? 
So my senior year, you know, I was having a good year and, uh, you know, I didn't really think I was going to get drafted. Um, so I, I had a buddy who was playing in France and I would see like his videos every weekend um, in in France, like in their, in him playing baseball. And I would always text him and be like, how, how are you doing that? What's going on with that? I'm just bugging him. And, um, you know, eventually I bugged him so much, I actually got a call from the, the manager over there and they offered me a chance to play and I didn't have anything else besides uh, like a men's league. So I took it and it was pretty life changing um, going to France and, you know, kind of being on my own and kind of just it's like being a being a pro, but I'm just in a different country doing it. Um, it was pretty cool. So the team that you played for, they were called the Lions, not far outside of uh, outside of Paris. How do you pronounce? I'm not going to even try to pronounce the the name of the town. I'll, I'll make a fool of myself. But what's what's the city or what's the team town name? Oh, my pronunciation isn't the best either, but uh, <laughs> it's the Savigny sur Orge um, Lions. Yeah. <laughs> so that league, I saw they play uh, about. 28 games a year they just play on weekends is that right Mm -hmm. yeah so um i can't remember if it's four games or just one doubleheader but i i was pretty sure it's uh two games on saturday two games on sunday and um yeah i think no that they're i can't remember if they're seven or nine i want to say they're nine inning games both of them but yeah it's it's honestly pretty laid back but it's a cool opportunity if you ever you know, if you're a person in that need. There's been a push to grow baseball in Europe. Uh, some of the leagues over there have some pretty good talent in them. Some of them have some decent followings. Obviously not as close to, like, what you see in the States or in uh, Central America or over in some Asian countries. But it's, there's a little bit of growth there. And I think we saw some of that with the World Baseball Classic, uh, like the, the Czech team that, that did well and, and, and drew some attention this year. And you actually almost ended up with a chance to pitch there in the Czech Republic going into 2020 had it not been for the pandemic, right? Yeah, so, um, you know, after my 2019 year, I had a really good time in Europe. So I decided I was going to go back and try to, you know, advance a level in, uh, in Europe. Um, the Czech League's pretty, pretty solid. And, you know, obviously we saw it with the Czech national team. Um, I was signed to a team called Karlaha Praha, and they're, you know, out of Prague. Um, pretty cool opportunity, and I was really looking forward to it. About two weeks from going, and, and then COVID really shut everything down. Yeah, obviously you've, you've gone to some different lengths to get to continue to playing baseball, but everybody was having to go to some unique lengths to try to continue playing baseball in 2020, or just everybody in the world was going to unique leagues just to get by in 2020. I saw a story from WTAJ and Altoona, an interview that you did with them, uh, Altoona State College, the TV station there, uh, where they had some highlights. Were you playing in like an adult league there? Was it the Center County League? Yeah, so uh, shout out to the Lamont Ducks. Um, <laughs> so it's just the Center County Baseball League, and it's you know basically an adult league, men's league kind of thing. Um, they, they were going to still keep playing during COVID, so uh, that was the only opportunity I really had. And then my buddy, who was with the Washington Wild Things, told me <coughs> they were having like a four-team kind of pod league, just all out of Washington. Um, so I was just kind of waiting for that to actually happen. And I was playing county ball. <laughs> and uh, so, that, yeah, like kind of like my spring training a little bit. 
yeah, a chance to chance to keep the arm loose, uh, get a little work in. Uh, I mean, it's it is pretty crazy to think you're you know playing like a the amateur league, and then and then a few years later, you know, you're you're an affiliated baseball. But yeah, that that pod league 2020, there were a few of those that popped up. I know Pelf managed in the one in Kentucky, and a few of the guys who played here played in Kentucky. They had some in Texas and Florida. And, yeah, the Washington Wild things hosted that league down there in southwest Pennsylvania. Uh, the Steel City Slammin' Sammies, right, uh, the, the team that you were with, uh, that the Wild things kind of hosted there. Uh, so now this is really your first chance to get an experience in some form of professional baseball in the United States. And it's in this really weird 2020 time in this four-team pod league. As if things couldn't get much more interesting, that certainly adds a new wrinkle to it, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was a really cool experience because there were guys kind of like me trying to break into pro ball in America. There were established minor leaguers. There were prospects. There were established minor leaguers that were trying to get back into affiliate ball, and you know, pretty much everything in between. Um, it was it was a pretty cool opportunity. Well, from there, obviously, the relationship must have must have gotten off to a good start. Washington Wild things ended up bringing you in to start 2021. Uh, brief time with them, and then you got a chance to go over to the West Virginia Power of the of the Atlantic League. Uh, former Flying Squirrel Mark Minikazi, the manager there at that time. Uh, Richmond fans will certainly remember him. He was great here, 2013 and 14. I think it was 2012 and 13. Uh, but yeah, how did you end up with the team in Charleston for the 2021 season? Yeah, so in 2020, when I played in the Lexington Pod League, I played with a guy named Clinton Holland, and uh, you know he's an ex-Blue Jays prospect, um, and we became good friends. And uh, in 2021, when I was signed with the Wild Things, I actually, you know, recommended that they sign Clinton. And um, we got him signed, but there was like a turnover in uh, a manager. So it wasn't the guy that I had signed for and same with Clinton. So Clinton got traded and then ended up, you know, just getting released, I think. And and then he ended up in uh, in Charleston, West Virginia. And then I was released in, you know, early June. And um, I ended up asking him if you guys needed any pitchers and he essentially got me like a bullpen tryout type of thing. And initially they told, Mark told me, you know, just stay hot and, you know, we'll call you if we need you. Um, so I was driving back to Pittsburgh with my girlfriend and pretty, you know, kind of dejected. And then I got a call mid, <laughs> mid-game for them and it was like almost at the end of the road trip for me to see if I could come back. And I told them that I, you know, I could I'll come back tomorrow and I was with them. Signed with them, and I was there for two weeks and started a game in Gastonia and then got traded to Gastonia after the game. And I didn't even know they did trades in indie ball. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it ended up working out for me. I finished that year in Gastonia, was in the rotation there, and this is like my first, you know, real year of pro ball. So I'm like starting in a league with a lot of double-A, triple-A, major league guys. So it was a really cool experience, although the stats look kind of rough. It was a big, big growth moment for me. Yeah, the stats definitely don't tell the story of baseball a lot of the times. That must have been the case in in that year because after a brief time with Castonia, uh, you started getting a little major league organization interest, affiliated organization interest, and then the Giants came calling and picked you up. How did you find out that the Giants were interested in bringing you on? So um, I, I kind of 
knew I was getting some interest, but I didn't think it was going to happen so fast. Uh, we were actually about to go to pitcher stretch, and uh, Mark Minikazi actually, we were playing his team, and uh, he texted me, and all he said was, keep your phone on you. And I was just like, okay. I kept my phone on me going out to stretch, and then, you know, right as we're about to, you know, do our pitcher's throw, uh, Kyle Haynes called me, and it was it was a pretty emotional moment for me. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff went into that moment, so it was it was one I'll never forget, and I'm always going to be thankful for. This whole journey uh, going through JUCO and then you know D2 playing overseas in Europe. Uh, breaking into any ball at one point, playing in amateur league and the, the situation in 2020. Uh, was, it was the whole time your mindset, I'm going to land in an affiliated organization, or was the, did it seem like so far off that you were just, it just seemed like a, a distant dream? I mean, I always had it in my head that I wanted to, um, but when I was in Europe, I kind of was like, okay, let's just try to you know, make the most of this situation if playing pro ball in America won't work out. And, uh, you know, COVID was pretty, pretty crappy for a lot of people, but it's, I don't want it to be taken the wrong way, but it was kind of a blessing for me because um, it gave me a chance to come back and play and, you know, really realize that I've still got something with it. Um, and I was in indie ball and I, you know, seeing all these guys that were, you know, second round draft picks and you know prospects and like I'm right there with them and wondering why I why I haven't been or why I can't so I just I always knew it was possible but um the 21-22 offseason I really dedicated myself to you know this is going to be my year and uh, you know it it benefited me a lot so it's pretty cool yeah, the old expression, it's a non it's not really a baseball expression, but it is definitely used a lot here about be where your feet are. Um, did you get a chance while you were going through some of these places to ever look around and appreciate the scenery, seeing the world, playing baseball, seeing all not just the whole United States, but getting to see uh, different places in the world? Yeah, um I remember my first game in France. It was uh it was <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um it was it was like a they're uh, academy, like their French academy in uh, Toulouse, France, like southern France, and there was a ton of people there. And I really didn't expect there to be a, more people than I got in college, and but some of them were just barbecuing, some of them were like playing bocce ball and smoking cigarettes, <laughs> drinking beer, but it was a really cool environment, and um, you know something I'll never forget. And I, there was a, and a lot of the places in France were like that. And it was it was pretty cool to see them, you know, enjoying baseball. Just a couple more for you. Get you back to the clubhouse, get ready for this game today. But looking back at 2022, that first affiliated game at Lake Elsinore with the San Jose Giants, uh, you're finally wearing Giants uniform. You know, you're in a major league organization in the minors. And uh, what was your what was your head at that day? Uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't think of it too much as like a a big deal. Um, until after, I guess. But it was actually um, Inland Empire. Inland Empire, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. Um, I don't know. I just think my the stuff I'd been through going for going before that, you know, like indie ball and playing in the Atlantic League, and it didn't really seem like too much pressure. But it was 
it was a cool moment. It was like a, it was, it was a cool moment. It was a euphoric moment when I, when I finished it. But being out there, it's just like any other game. You know, you want to get your outs. You want to do it as efficiently as possible. First year in affiliated ball, you do well with San Jose. You get some looks with AAA Sacramento and, and did well there uh, for the most part. And then got a look in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, could you ask for much more out of not, wait, not just got a look in the Arizona Fall League, but you got named the Fall Stars game. A very prestigious league. Uh, a lot of great players are, are in that league. But c- could you really ask for much more out of your first season in affiliated baseball? No, I mean. The Giants, there's one thing I can say is the Giants have given me every opportunity to see what I've got. And, um, I, you know, a lot, not a lot of people, not a lot of people get to AAA. Not a lot of people even go to the Fall League. And the game was on MLB uh, Network. And, I mean, they, I did pretty much everything in my first year. Being a little later in my career, but still my first year of affiliate ball, it was, you know, I'm, I can't ask the Giants for for much more. It was it was pretty cool. Um, that Triple A stint was awesome. I, I got my stats got a little bit inflated because we played in Salt Lake City. <laughs> that was my first time playing at uh, uh, Elevation. Yeah. And man, being a movement pitcher, it, it's it's a tough adjustment. Yeah, we call that getting PCL. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the last game of the year too. You had such a great season going, and then one bad day. But if you break it down and look at it, you can see anybody who knows what they're looking for knows that it was a, a good run there. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, last one for you. So growing up in Virginia, growing up in Pennsylvania, being born in Virginia, living there as a kid, and then growing up in Pennsylvania. Here you are playing in the Eastern League, where. Of course, the Flying Squirrels are in Virginia. A handful of teams in Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Reading, Erie, where we are right now, Altoona, which is going to be very close to home for you uh, coming up later this summer. How, how many people have been reaching out like, hey, man, from Virginia to Pennsylvania, how many people have been reaching out saying, we, get, we need tickets, we need to come out and see you play? Have, have you already gotten to see some people coming out and getting a chance to see you play in a Richmond uniform? Yeah, so uh, my first weekend, well, my first week in Richmond, um, I had a bunch of buddies that are either in the area or like kind of close. They drove down. They actually drove my car down for me. Um, and then I, my mom came down and she was trying to surprise me, but my buddies kind of, we kind of messed that one up because I asked too many questions. Um, but that, it was pretty cool. I didn't pitch the day they were here, but it was still really awesome for them to see me in this situation. And, uh, oh man, the Altoona series is going to be gonna be pretty cool um I, I went to a ton of games there growing up and it was the first like one of the first fields I ever like was on um I got a picture of me as a kid there um but I'm sure there's gonna be some some people there and nice to have it not be like a five-hour drive for my mom but yeah, um, about 30 minutes <laughs> yeah I'm really really looking forward to that one yeah that should be that should be really cool um to, to get the chance to, I mean, back before the state college had the spikes, I mean, the curve was it for people in state college. That was, that was the closest professional team. It was, I guess, 45 minutes down 99 uh, to get to Altoona from state college. Yeah. Depending on how fast you drive, but <laughs> before the, I remember before the, the highway connected us to Altoona that easily, it was about probably an hour, maybe an mm-hmm. hour and 20 minutes going through like Huntington and back roads and stuff. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I've I've been to a ton of curve games and always been a kind of a Pirates fan. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be pretty cool. I actually coached when I wasn't playing um, when I was at Penn State. I coached my high school team, 
and that was with them when they won the district championship at the Curve Stadium. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Um, what year was that? Uh, twenty fifteen. I was there. <laughs> Small world. Who knew? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That was my first year in Altoona. Yeah. Did you, have you ever ridden the roller coaster there? Did you ever had a chance I, to? I have not. Not at Lakemont Park. I don't think I've ridden that one, but I've been there a few times growing up. We'll, we'll check that off this summer. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that one. Ah, yeah. It's probably not a good idea to ride. It's rickety. It's going to knock you around a little bit. You're probably not a good to go out and pitch after riding that thing. Been around for a while. I don't know about it. <laughs> I've ridden it a few times. It's a good time. Well, thanks so much for taking some time to chat. Uh, best of luck as you continue navigating through uh, the Eastern League here. And uh, people have been asking about your story. It's so fascinating. So thanks for uh, taking some time to navigate them through it. Yeah, absolutely. It's... um. It's cool to be able to tell it. Uh, I still don't really think about it like it's a, a big deal, but I guess, you know, looking at it, it like the way it's been, it's, I guess it's, it's been, it's been pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I like being, you know, kind of, you know, a role model a little bit. Um, so if there's anything I can tell some people out there, it's just, you know, believe in yourself and, you know, just put in the work and it'll show up somewhere. And your story is still quite a bit of a ways from being finished being written in your baseball journey thanks so much for chatting and uh, we'll talk again soon all right well thank you trey appreciate it